0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, back segment number two, man, on SNR. Keeping the conversation rolling, man, we're recapping a little bit of that Steelers and Chargers game, talking about some linebacker play. And I said, man, what better person to join us than Terrence Garvin, NFL alum, Steelers alum, West Virginia Mountaineer. I mean, how my God doing? Locker, mate. I mean, you, you, you know, we, we go way, way
1: back. Way back. Come on, man. Come on. The good times. Locker, mate. What's good? What's
0: good? Hey, man, you how know, you, you know, we living over here, man, enjoying life. Can't complain as always. But, man, you got to be riding a high, man. You, you had a big weekend this weekend.
1: Bro, it was a great weekend, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a great weekend. Uh, let me say, Pitt, <laughs> West Virginia, and Nicky backyard, bro. Like, I'm just throwing that out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's <laughs> and go. We came back from the football program, and we got a big win over Texas, oh, horns yeah. down. Like I got to every time I come on here, it's hard to get a win in Morgantown. I stay saying that. It's hard to get a win in Morgantown.
2: Listen, T.G.'s T- T- oh, not going to brag, Moats, but you know he got honored at halftime of the game? What? Ten-year anniversary of the Orange wow. Bowl team. Wow. I, I did see the picture he had the Stenman orange. I'm like, Bailey wow. Was out there. <laughs>
1: Julian Miller was out there. Oh, my old God. <laughs> yeah. It was all there, They're telling us some love. Ten-year anniversary. Uh, orange Bowl, 70 to 30. You know what I mean? Like, it was love. We still here. You know that's how you know you probably big probably time. One of the greatest college football teams that come through college football. You, you dang I mean? right. Ooh, talk so that. So talk. <laughs> <laughs> T.G.,
2: my guy. All right, here's what we need your opinion on, though. You want to no. jump right go, into go, this? Go,
0: go, go for it, man.
2: T.G., what's your evaluation of the linebacker play of the Steelers so far? I think particularly everyone, Ooh. you know, the topic of conversation since Sunday has been Devin Bush. Uh, what do you think about the young man? Where is he at right now in your mind? And and do you think that there is a legitimate opportunity that we could see a, you know, a a big improvement, maybe him, him turn a corner and, and start to figure it out in season this year.
1: Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think he's figuring it out. Like once again, I think he's fighting that good fight. I think he wants to be good and he's trying to figure it out. He's still young. I can say, say, he's still young. You can see a lot of his plays. Like he makes young mistakes. Like you can see his eyes. He's trying to figure it out. Um, that the offensive line is getting to him a lot. He's not the biggest guy in there. So I think that's kind where of where a lot of his knocks is coming because he's having a tough time kind of getting off the of block mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I think he's trying to find his, his game still. That's kind of been my whole thing about him all year. Like he's trying to find his game. Like mm-hmm. what's going to yeah. be his distinguishing characteristic that's just going to get him over the top? He just doesn't have a. Distinguishing characteristic right now, and everybody's just harping on him because he's such a high pick. You know what I mean? And he's, yeah, he's still, oh, he's trying to get his eyes together, trying to just get it back together.
0: Now, with that being said, though, are there any concerns with it being year three in his career? You know, when we talk about guys finding their way, usually speak on that in the early portions. But at year three, I know for as NFL players, we kind of view that as like, man, you're not young anymore. So, like, yeah, like, how do you view that? Are you concerned that it's taking him a little bit too long to get those things corrected?
1: He's coming off a knee surgery, isn't he? Like, he just had had a a major knee surgery. So, to me, I feel like you kind of got to reset that almost because it's like you're coming off of a knee surgery. You're trying to get not only your game back, but you're trying to get your confidence back in your body, too. You know what I mean? So, it's a lot of – it's definitely a lot of pressure on him. I think he he needs to find his game quicker, sooner than later. You tell me, maybe like I like I continuously say, I think he's gonna be a good blitz. I think the blitz game's gonna be where he excels at. Like I feel like that's his. He's a downhill guy. He's just once again trying to find his mm. his game. But I I don't know. I, I, you can't really call him young anymore, like you said, because it's, it's year three. You know, and you only get. One, two, three years before it's like, yeah, I, would say, I mean, we come when you on, you think about it. When,
0: when we see young guys, it's like, oh, you in year two, of this your third game? Oh, you ain't young anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, young nah. anymore. You are a vet in here, now. Nah. <laughs> Seriously.
1: I mean, he's trying to find his game. Like, you can just see it. Like, you can just, I watched him that whole game. You can feel, he plays hard. You can't say he doesn't play hard. He plays hard. He tries hard. He's going to run. He's just trying to find, he's trying to find the ball. It looks like he yeah. loses the ball a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's the size. He's not the tallest in there. He's not the biggest in there. And I feel like the linemen, like, if you watch that Chargers again, the linemen were on him a lot. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to fight off blocks and find the ball. And I think that's not that's not his strength. That's not what he does. He needs a way to be able to be in there and just be able to run. So I personally, I would love to see him blitz more. Like, I would love to see that cross dog, the inside, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? The oh, yeah, I need he's talking about a little bit Yeah. Yeah, I would just love to see him more downhill. I just think that would help him out a little bit more.
0: Now, we've already been seeing the team do this for the past couple of weeks where they've uh, started to implement Robert Spillane in some of those situations as a blitzer. Mm -hmm. Do you think you could see a scenario where they potentially make a switch where Spillane starts to get even more Mm -hmm. reps or even potentially start a game or two because of the way Bush has been playing these past couple of weeks?
1: No. No,
0: no, That's a top ten
1: pick. <laughs> come on. Like,
0: come on. Let's hey, right. hey, but, but <laughs> because for me, I was surprised that they even got to the point where they would take him off the field in general. Sure. Because I was under your belief, right? Yeah. They miss a top ten pick. You don't touch those guys. But that's, that's a thing now. They, hey, it's, they're literally taking Bush off the field in passing situations. They're taking him right. off the field for Spillane, and it's Spillane and Showbert out there.
2: And we always thought it would be the other way Hawaii, around. We thought it
0: would never get to that. So the fact that it's already gotten there, I'm like, man, right. c- could we potentially see more? I think that's <laughs> Because that was a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, that's just trust. Like, we talked about that. That's trust. You know, not comfort in a package. Hmm. You know me? That comfort in a package, comfort in a system. I don't think you just take Bush off the field. Like I said, this is a top ten pick. You see how they're doing that? Michael Parsons up in Dallas, like, they'll kick him to the edge, they'll kick him somewhere. I just don't mm. think you take this top 10 pick just off the field, you feel me? Like, I feel like you just find a different way to use him, but I don't think he just, just comes off the field. I feel like he has a lot of spotlight on him, too, right now. Like, he's the topic of everybody's conversation. They're like, we need more out of him, we need more out of him. He's not Shazier you're not going to get Shazier out of this lane. So it's like But, you can't but compare
0: I him. think the reason why though is because when he got picked at yep. 10th overall, it's like Shay wasn't even a top 10 pick. We remember that, right. you know what I mean? And the
2: Steelers moved up right. to get him Yeah, too.
0: so it added to that and I do think that's why the perception was mm-hmm. he was going to do similar things to what Ryan could do. It is showing that yeah. Ryan, I mean, we knew he was special just us sharing the locker room with him, but I think now it's showing even more so how special and one-of-a-kind he truly was.
1: Right. And that's what – I mean, that's truly I, – I, I think he's one of those guys, like if he's a second, third-round pick, you're like, oh, he's not playing bad. Yeah. It's just yeah. he's such a high pick that you're on his hands Absolutely. But You know what I mean? He's it's, it's, like
2: Bud, it's like Bud Dupree, but even more extreme yeah. in that regard.
1: Right. To the tee. I remember the first year Bud was in there. It was on Bud's head, like you're not doing enough. <laughs> yep. Like he got to find his game. Bud had to find his game. He had to find his flow in there, just like any linebacker in there. That middle is no joke. You got to find the ball. You got. It's a lot of bullets flying around. He want to be good. You can tell he want to be good. He's just trying to find. He, he looked like he's just losing the ball. That's honest and truth in my evaluation. He yeah. just looks like he loses the ball. So it's like I don't know how to. I don't know where his keys are. I don't know what kind of he's looking at, but he just need to find a way to get to the ball a little bit better in terms of tracking it. And, and man, it call, like call up guy. Jerry
0: O. Call up. I know you still got Jerry O.'s number. <laughs> call up Jerry O. Tell him like, look, bro, get get his eyes right. Talk to him, man. Ooh, All right, get, talk to that man, bro. <laughs> I mean, but you know, these
1: offenses are different now. Like, they got a lot of stuff going on in that middle. Nah, seriously. If he's he still if he's setting it. I'm not sure if he's setting it. Like, he might have a lot of stuff on his mind. So, maybe clearing Mm -hmm. off his mind a little bit, clearing his plate a little bit. Because, I mean, like you said, this is a top ten pick. So, we want it to work. So, it's kind of like, yeah, you don't usually cater to people, but you might got to cater to him and give him something that just can get him some confidence. He just needs to make a play and just get his confidence really going. And I think he'll be straight. Like, he needs to force a fumble or something and where people are just off his back and it's just like, all right, that's what we was waiting. Come on.
2: You know, Terrence, and you, and you, I think you're absolutely right with that. And you talk about him finding his game. You've mentioned you know, confidence a few times. Is that something that you think that, that he can find his game, that he can get that confidence back in season? Or, or does it feel like he needs an off-season reset for that? Is it just as simple as have a solid game, make a big play, and, and you think he'll be rolling? Or, or might this take some more time?
1: I just think a big play would be great for his confidence. Like something, an interception. Don't forget, like, you remember – he had he had a fumble recovery. I think he scored on that first. Mm-hmm. He had like a um, he was making some plays. Oh yeah, he so had a like, huge don't... interception against mm-hmm. the
2: Ravens his rookie year. Yeah.
1: So let's not let's not forget like he has a little bit of a resume to where he's made plays. He went through an ACL tear, he tore his knee up last year. So not only is he coming back from that, where he got to learn how to kind of move again and really 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 feel his real feel feel confident in his shuffle and whatnot. He still got to adjust to what's going on. And everybody's like, "Oh, you're in year three. You should be way better." It's like you just came off of a, a, a knee surgery. That's not a. That's no joke. It's no joke. It takes time. Like some people, honestly, it sounds crazy. Some people are never the same after that. You know what I mean? So it's like he just got to find his game. Like give him some time. Let him make a play or two. Give him some confidence. Let the fans cheer for him a little bit. And I think he'll get back. I think the off season will be great for him. It'll be great for him. Give him some time to just reset his mind, kind of get everything cleared out. And come back and really just hunt, but I would love to see him make some plays for the off season, so it's not super pressure in that off season.
0: Yeah, well, because not just you know the pressure of the off season. We know he got the fifth year yeah. option; they're going to have to make a decision on as well. Yep. And they're
1: draft one. Yeah, yeah, you know they're going to draft one. Right. Right. So they, always always draft they always draft one. Draft they one. always <laughs> draft one. <laughs> they're going to draft one. One hundred percent. You just don't want him to go totally in the tank. When he sees another one come in there, you just – you know what I mean? That's the competitor in people. But um, I, I, I want to see it work for him. I want to see him get it done. But I just think he needs confidence. Confidence is everything. Without confidence, you can't do yep.
0: nothing in there. Yeah, 100%, man. For sure. Now, I need to ask something to see how confident you are, okay? Because we know it's holiday season. We know Thanksgiving is one us. As... Give me your top three Thanksgiving sides, man. Oh, yeah. I, ne- I need to know uh- right? Top top three. Uh, we
1: gotta have the
0: yams. Oh, okay, okay. Gotta have them yams. That's, it, That's mandatory. Yams. Mandatory.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm kinda like, uh, addressing kind of like a dressing kind of like. Let me say the cornbread. Okay. Okay. Oh. Okay. Okay. Uh. So you got cornbread.
0: We we got okay. So you got cornbread so far. Gams. You said we have ham so far. Okay, so and we got of mac and
1: cheese. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. I was about to say, does mac was and cheese not make years the years cut? Wait a minute. That
1: <laughs> commercial a couple years ago with Vernon Davis, that he was like. Sweet potato yams. <laughs> I remember that too, TG. That
2: was a great one. Ooh, that's a good answer. That's a good no, answer. That's but... solid
0: right there. That's solid. I like that. I like that All right there. Right.
2: You got to have the yams. You got yeah, to. absolutely. Three is too little. I mean, you got to have at least six or seven yeah. Well, that's because everybody's oh, always gotta like,
0: what's your number one? And I'm like, bro, my, my
2: fate, like, I could just choose one? Like, no, I nah, can't
0: just choose I need one. I need, I need variety. I need versatility here. i feel
1: like, things and the the thing is it's so much the variety it's like an all-star game it is (laughs) that's a great way to put it
0: it's an all-star game bro we got
1: all these all these good
2: things like the all <laughs> it really is it's
1: tough to Let's choose I mean, they're, they're all they're all, all game, olympians
2: right. out here it's tough it's tough <laughs> to pick which one is best yeah like, that's the that's
0: the worst olympians? of all like, these elites yeah he's the worst and, one of all these and, great and players sport
2: olympians too like different
0: sports
2: so it's yeah. right. hard to just you got like. you got i mean you got a plateful of usain bolt and michael Phelps yeah. and yeah. Simone biles like, i mean how are we supposed to pick one all right, TG, last thing I've got for you before we let you go, buddy. As long as you you good, yeah, Motes? we're good. We're good. Mm-hmm. TG, Moats and I were doing a little talk, in a little uh, research, little banter in here before the show, and I realized tomorrow. You know, speaking of Thanksgiving, uh, something that used to always happen around Thanksgiving was the backyard brawl. WVU and Pitt in football.
1: Right, right.
2: Ten good years. Good. I don't know if you knew this. Ten years tomorrow is the uh, the anniversary of the last backyard brawl in football when when you guys Thank beat. You. You guys beat Pitt twenty-one to twenty down in Morgantown. I was yeah, a stu- yeah, yeah. I was a student. I was there. Sean Austin two touchdowns in that game, coming back yeah. from a uh, from a ten-point deficit. TG yeah. Moats and I were looking at the box score from that Bruh. game.
1: Bruh, uh, you had, I gave you 10 tackles. You had Bruh. 14
2: tackles 14. in that game. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that was, of, that was one of the PG days. Like, like, like what?
0: <laughs> they said four, nine solo?
1: Nine solo oh, tackles.
0: Boy. I saw you were cooking. You you <laughs> were on one. <laughs> hey, 28
1: was a guy at West Virginia. Like, like, like bro, 28 was a guy. Like, 28 was a guy. He was a dog at West Virginia. You so know like, what so I mean? 14.
0: It's, I, it's, like, that's crazy to me, bro. This, I, said, I, was, I had to
2: double-check on a second website just to make sure. I was like, oh, my, our boy was spazzing
1: out there. Son, that's
0: nuts, man. Uh,
2: Ten sacks
1: the just like, had that day. Yo, that's crazy. I get in a lot of arguments, but it's truly nothing like that backyard bro. Oh. And I'm obviously biased being a West Virginia guy, but it's nothing like it. It's a true rivalry. It needs to come back. I know it's coming back soon, I think in two years. But it's a true rivalry. It's a program changer. It's something that is needed. You know what I mean? It's just like Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, or uh, like any of the big rivalries. Mm-hmm. It's a big rivalry, and it's it's true hate. Like it's true hate. When I went to West like, from day one till Pitt, it was we hate Pitt. You know, what I mean? so it's true, true hate. So I think it's needed. I think it's it's gonna bring back cultures. I think that's mm-hmm. very much needed, especially in town right now. You know what I mean? We're, we've kind of turned this Texas into our rival, but <laughs> we forever hate Pitt. Like, don't. <laughs> don't think you're off the hook. Like we forever hate pit. And you know what I mean? It's tough to win in Morgantown. It's tough go. to win in Morgantown. So hopefully the next one's in Morgantown. The one before <laughs> that was in Pit. We won a combat uniform. Yep, 35
2: to, 35 to ten. I was there yeah, for that. I was the there for that fight. one too, Terrence.
1: <laughs> the crazy part is honestly, and this might sound crazy like I might be contradicting myself. It's really not a rivalry. It's kind of like a big brother, little brother. Oh, there he is. You oh, talk greasy. I mean? Power <laughs> to pit. Talk greasy yeah, too. him. Like the <laughs> little bros over there. You know what I mean? And us. Like, that's really Terrence, what it
2: is. Terrence, you'll like this one and then we'll let you go, all right? I obviously, you know, both my parents went to WVU, so I was born and raised in the blue lot. I've, you know, I've been in this my whole life. Yeah. I, I have not I have not missed many backyard brawls either either at Hines Field or Three Rivers or down at in Mountaineer Field, obviously. Since I've been born, Terrence, I was born in nineteen ninety one. Since I've been born, WVU fourteen and six against Pitt in football. Yeah.
1: No. I was born in ninety one too. Fourteen, and I'm, the same, I'm the same way. Fourteen I'm and the six, same baby. Way. Like, that's why I said I don't really see it like a rivalry. They've always been a little bro to me. So, I mean. I see it like bro. a rivalry because I hate them and they hate us. Talk
0: so, <laughs> greasy. <laughs> ooh, wee, ooh, wee. My dog, TG. As always, been a straight blast. Anytime you can get on with us, man. Absolutely. Appreciate the insight, hey, man. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hey,
1: oh, what's up, baby? Side note. Cam Hayward, Cam Hayward played really ooh. hard last game. Like, bro, I watched
0: balling.
1: Game. So, Luke Cam Hayward, like, he played really hard out there. I think, like, I've seen Coach Thomas say something about he's the blueprint, but being in that building and, like, on the outside looking in and inside, like, he's truly the blueprint. Like, he works hard on the field, off the field, practice, in practice, in the game, you can see it show up. So, it's like all the younger guys, that's truly how you want to be every game. You want people to give you compliments like that. You want to work hard. You always want to be running to the – stuff shows up big.
0: Love it. You know, Amen. No question, man. No question. Hey, I mean, go ears. Hey, look. Go ears. <laughs> go ears. Let's get it. Let's get it.
2: My <laughs> dog, man. Appreciate you again. TG. We'll talk with you soon. Yeah, thanks, partner. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Hey, happy Thanksgiving,
2: you There he is. Terrence Carvin. My dog, Absolutely T.G. Love
0: it. Great stuff as always. Nah, and it's funny, man. What he brought up, though, about uh, Cam Hayward, I, I should not actually said it to him while we were on the phone there, but we both have looked at ourselves why Cam is running 80 cool. yards downfield in practice, and we like, bro, it's going to kill us so on tape. <laughs> and we get so hot. we like, Cam, man, stop, bro. Like, if you ain't going to do it in the game, don't be doing it in the practice. But then he do it in the game. you like, dang, all right, all right, all right. I guess, I guess we will all run to the ball because uh, that's yeah. that's a piss thing. Like, you, you can't let a D-lineman beat you to the ball. You it's, can't and, let a D-lineman beat
2: you to you the gotta ball. And you got
0: to have pride in your work, too. So if he go 80, you got to go 81. You know how that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But, Cam, he he pushes you to that level, man. He, he definitely he, does. He
2: was incredible on Sunday. And, you know unfortunately and um, you know, when you turned on the, the national television monday morning doesn't matter if it was NFL network if it was ESPN if it was Fox Sports wherever right the the story nationally of that game was Justin Herbert mm-hmm. that was you know monday morning when i turned on the tv and everyone's talking about that crazy sunday night football game it, Justin Herbert was kind of the story of that if the steelers are able to hold on and 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 win in LA I think Monday morning, Cam Hayward is the, is the story everywhere. I would agree, and especially man, even though he ends up getting the flag on the play, where he chases him down,
0: bro. It's ridiculous, to the That's just nuts, ridiculous. Bro. That's nuts.
2: It reminds me of one of those plays, like you know, you, you've seen that, like like the famous Bills Cowboys yeah, highlight, right? Yes. Or Ronnie Lot, or was it Ronnie Lot? Who, no, who was it? Um, uh, it, it couldn't have been Ronnie Lott. No, no, you're talking about uh, um, Leon Lett. Leon Lett. Yeah, Leon There we Lett. go. Cla- mm-hmm. Lott, Lett. You know how I mess up names all the time. It's yeah. a great
0: last name, though. Don't Just worry about it.
2: one of those classic hustle plays where you're like, wait a yeah. second. Where is this guy? Co- oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. And Cam was, Cam was phenomenal all game. Yeah, he's been phenomenal man. all season. He's, 100%. He's my DPOY. He might not be the NFL's, but in my personal he's record book. He's got my vote. He's got my vote. He's got my vote. Do you mind if I ask you a question real quick? Only if it's a nice question. As it relates to this defense and the defensive mm-hmm. line, it, it, when when you when you asked Terrence a question there that made me think that you and I haven't discussed this one element of it yet. And I think a couple people have, have pointed this out on Twitter too. How much of, because there's been a lot of talk, Devin's looking to find the ball. Yeah. And he's a downhill player and he hasn't been able to play that way. We know that there's a lot playing into his struggles. He, he's he's coming off of the, the major knee surgery. He certainly has not been his best. There's a lot playing into this. But do you think maybe one of those angles that is playing into this as well, and I'm going to do the balance thing here. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy. Mm-hmm. I'm just pointing out reality. Devin Bush is the type of linebacker that needs <laughs> linemen eating defensive linemen in front of him. Mm-hmm. That he can have that ability to play very downhill. hmm But when the Steelers' defensive line is so beat up and those guys aren't winning like they do, you know, when it's Alu-Alu, when it's Mm -hmm. it when it was Javon Hargrave, that that is contributing to Devin's struggles as well, too.
0: I'm actually glad you brought that up. Again, not an excuse, just reality. I was going to say I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that I actually went back to check. I wanted to see, like, hey, are these guys getting blown off the ball? Are these guys getting back there? That wasn't the case. Okay. For the linemen that are coming up on him, that's a part of the scheme where, hey, just this gap is open and you got to beat this man, whether you hat and hands it, whether you get over top of it, or you try to backdoor it and beat the mm. the ball carrier to the ball. That It's not as if, you know, Isaiah Bugs is getting blown off the ball. Henry Mondo was getting okay. blown off the ball. Like, we went back and you're, watched I mean, you're that. You're right. I didn't think To so, me, the, but- the, this is the biggest difference. When we talk about the difference between Tuit and Alu-Alu versus the current group that we have, Tuit and Alu-Alu, are not just going to win, they're going to create their own form of splash. And what I mean by that is the tax for loss. What I mean by that is when a play is trying to get ran and is having to bubble three, four yards because Tyson is driving the center back, two is driving the guard back, getting that much penetration. That's what those two guys do differently. The group that we currently have, they're not giving up ground, they're just not eating up yardage. That's the difference. It's more so still made respectable. But if you're Devin or if you are a, a top-tier player, top-tier talent, that's all you want from those th- those guys. They're yeah. role players. You, right. you just want your role players to come in and just be good. Just, just do just, enough. Don't kill me. Yeah. And you're consistently there. I know exa- And that's why I like Wormley because I'm like, hey, Wormley's not a two-it, but I know what Wormley's going to give me every time. If he's a seven player, he's going to give me a seven every single time. He's not going to give me a ton of splash, but he's not going to kill me. I can win with guys around him. Right. But for me, when I watch Devin, some of the things that, that T.G. talked about in terms of his vision, to me, some of that goes to the the film studying part. I'm like, certain things you have to train yourself to see, certain things you have to work a little bit harder to, to get good at. And part of that is by anticipating and you can't anticipate if you don't know pre, you know, pre. Determined or, or coming into this stance, like, hey, this is what they like to do. These are some of their tendencies. These are some of their strengths and weaknesses. Right. These are some of the plays I can get out of three by one, two by two sets. That's the part where I'm just like, with his development, why isn't why is that behind? Because that doesn't have anything to do with the injury. That's you studying, that's your mental. When I think of the missed tackles, that's not knee related. When I think of, you know, some of the stuff that we see from him in coverage. That's not necessarily knee-related to me, whereas when I see him around a pal and he's hesitant to get involved in the pal, to me, yeah, that's the mental. That's the knee part. I'm like, I understand it. Trust me, I do. But I just feel like we use that that injury as a crutch to an extent.
2: Absolutely. There's a fine Especially balance. Especially
0: at a fine this stage there. of it where we're talking 13, 14 months removed from it. That's, that's my other part. Kind of like we said with hey, we can't keep saying he's young when it's his third year. It's like He's
2: played 30 games now in the National Football League.
0: I'm like, eventually that you know starts to shift a little yep. bit, and it's just it sucks because the timing of it. If this is the offseason. season. If this is OTA's training camp, we're not concerned, but because we're in the heat of a race trying to With win the a division, up defense too, and it's and like trying trying Devin to get now to a, is yeah. when we need you, buddy. <laughs> right. So it's like I get these other variables, but because of the time. In the time being of the essence, we don't have that yeah. luxury of being able to wait until the <laughs> offseason. Because true. imagine if he has four more games like how he had on Sunday or how he's been having. They're happy, not going to
2: pick up his option.
0: And they're not going to be a successful team to even win enough to even get into the Correct. dance.
2: And they're going to bring in some competition for him next year. Oh, Hey, T.J., T.J. was 100%
0: right. They're they, they going to draft linebacks. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. Every year they're going to bring one. Mm-hmm. At least
2: one high end. They're going to bring one. They're, they're going to at least add an edge rusher or an off-ball guy every yeah. single year. Yeah, and I think That's especially after especially after last year when they didn't, it was what the fifth round before they took Loudermilk, and he's not even an off-ball linebacker. Yeah, but
0: well, no, 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 fourth round, uh, buddy.
2: Fourth round, buddy. That's right. That's yep. right. Yep, you're right, man. Every year, well, my on, goodness, baby. it hey, is hey, every hey. year. The
0: standard is the standard.
2: <laughs> you're not lying in that regard. Uh, They're
0: gonna draft them linebackers
2: now. Yeah. He's he's working on on borrowed time. He absolutely is, and I'm I'm worried. I do think a lot of it is the mental side of it too. Both with the injury and both mm-hmm. just where his confidence is at right now, and maybe even some of this relates back to, like, don't get me wrong, uh, people are hard on this guy right now. All right, I mean, there's there's people at the radio station across the street who are tweeting out pictures of Devin Bush jerseys with "bust" written on the back. Yes, yeah, that's, that's over. All right, man. There's. Did you see the USFL announcement? I did not know. All right, they the they USFL is coming back next year, and the Pittsburgh Maulers are, are going uh-huh. to be a team as well too. So that was something yesterday that was kind of you know on Twitter. Motes, I was looking down through the replies, and again, you know, we we we, you and I live by the Dave Chappelle, we don't care what happens on Twitter, because Twitter isn't a real place. Yes, But I'm looking down through the replies of the Pittsburgh Maulers Mahler, announcement of the USFL, the United States Football League, and there's at least a dozen people that tagged Devin Bush in it, and were like, hey buddy, there's going to be a place for you to play next year in Pittsburgh. Like, that ain't it either. I understand being frustrated with the guy. Motes and I are too, wanting better, but don't be an arsehole. Hey, man, it's social media. Come on, bro. And I, I do think, because he's been getting a lot of that this year, and in, I mean, over the summer, people were crushing him for a lot of the stuff that he was doing on social media. I just wonder if he really, like, if his headspace is not good right now, and you combine that with the injury and just the lack of performance, and it's all kind of- I mean, I could see it. I could a hodgepodge see it, of of not good.
0: No, I mean, <laughs> that'd be easy to understand, man. Without a doubt, it'd be yeah. easy to understand. Yeah, But- I don't want to talk negative anymore.
2: (laughs) Real quick. quick. I don't want
0: to talk negative. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) David tweets us and says, that all-star analogy with Thanksgiving foods is spot on. If I'm putting together a dream team of good eats, cranberry's got to be the Christian Leitner of the table. (laughs) Cranberry sauce got to be the Christian Leitner of the table. Oh, I love it.
0: What in the world? I like it. I like it. So, with that being said, though, the same questions I posed to TJ, I will pose to you on the uh, Twitter.com before we... Go to our final break. So, Power Grid Mega wise, let me know your top three Thanksgiving sides. Mm-hmm. Put them in there on the twitter.com, man. We're going to react to that. Talk about that when we get out of break. And the best place to do that is at Dabody52. Dabody. At Wesley Euler. Daggoodhead. And it's the Motes and Wesley Euler on SNR.